Hello, and welcome to Ascend. We are pleased that you can join us to hear Professor Chan discuss sulfonylurea-induced hypoglycemia and how to avoid it. Sulfonylureas are a very commonly used antihypoglycemic agent. In particular, it is very valuable in developing countries where we have a high prevalence of type 2 diabetes, and they also have it when at a younger age, as well as a lower body mass index, indicating that the beta cell is dysfunctional. However, we do recognize that sulfonylureas have a, a major side effect, and that is causing hypoglycemia. Sulfonylureas, in general, in meta-analysis, have been found to have a 2.5-fold higher risk of causing hypoglycemia than other agents used for glucose control. In particular, we know that the older generation, longer duration of action, glibenclamide, probably has the highest risk for causing hypoglycemia. The shorter-acting sulfonylureas, such as glimepiride, glicoside, as well as glipizide, have lower risk of causing hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia can occur whether sulfonylureas are used as monotherapy or in combination with any other antihypoglycemic agent. That's because of the way it works. It stimulates the beta cell irrespective of the glucose level itself. There are multiple risk factors for someone developing hypoglycemia when on sulfonylurea. We recognize in the, the most important is increasing age. In addition to that, people with renal impairment, we also are aware, are at increased risk. This is because sulfonylureas have an increasing duration of action, accumulate for longer when the person has got renal impairment. In addition to that, anyone who is being intensively controlled, trying to get that glycemic target lower, faster, that person or those people will have a higher risk of developing hypoglycemia. People who don't have regular meals, that's another risk factor for hypoglycemia. We classify hypoglycemia into mild and severe. This is the clinical definition for hypoglycemia, makes it easier. Somebody who's, who has mild hypoglycemia is someone who has all the symptoms of hypoglycemia, such as tremors, feeling hungry, shakes, sweating. That's mild hypoglycemia when they can help themselves. Severe hypoglycemia is defined as someone who cannot help themselves when they are in that particular situation and they require third-party assistance, such as a colleague, a spouse, relative, to help them get out of that episode. That is classified as severe hypoglycemia. There are various levels for hypoglycemia. There is an alert value when the plasma glucose checked with the capillary um, glucometer less than 3.9 millimoles per liter, and they do not need to have any symptoms. Serious biochemical hypoglycemia is defined as someone whose capillary glucose is less than 3.1 millimoles per liter. Then we move on to non-severe versus severe symptomatic hypoglycemia. Non-severe, as I've mentioned already, when the person has when the person has symptoms but can self-treat, get themselves out of trouble. They can look for food and settle it themselves. 
Severe hypoglycemia is someone who's got impaired cognition and is unable to get themselves out and requires external third-party help to recover. That's level 3 hypoglycemia. Let's just imagine a patient who's coming to you. I'm just going to describe uh, an example. A 75-year-old woman who is on metformin as well as glibenclamide. Glibenclamide dose is 15 milligrams daily. In her history at the clinic, she says that she has been having giddy spells that she feels hungry. In particular, she finds that this happens in the late afternoons. So remember, she's an elderly woman. She's on the maximum dose of metformin and glibenclamide of 15 milligrams per day. At that visit, the hemoglobin A1c is 7.8%. That is not considered optimal, even for an elderly person with diabetes. Now, what would you do for this elderly woman if she was seeing you in your follow-up clinic? She's describing what appears to be hypoglycemic episodes. Her hemoglobin A1c is not at target. Glibenclamide, we know, is a very long-acting sulfonylurea. It's not recommended by the WHO to be prescribed to individuals above the age of 60. This is because of age-related renal dysfunction. As such, this person really should not be on glibenclamide. We should be discussing or dis making a decision whether or not to switch her to a different anti-hyperglycemic agent, whether you would switch that person to another shorter-acting sulfonylurea or perhaps a totally different class of anti-hyperglycemic agents will depend on uh, your assessment of this person and the renal function that you will be running off for her. Part of the history that you may want to take is to assess the regularity of her meals to ensure that she is not erratic, that she has not lost her appetite of late, that she has not recently lost weight, in fact, um, as well as perhaps whether or not she might be on any other medications that were recently initiated that might be causing um, the sulfonylurea to be, that might be causing this risk of hypoglycemia. Another important decision is to decide on what A1C would be the appropriate target for an elderly woman like her. Depending on her comorbidities, it may range from less than 7.5% through to less than 8.5%. So in this slide, you will see that if the person or this woman has less comorbidities, has good physical function, has preserved cognitive function, we can in fact try and target the A1C to less than 7.5% if we can get it down safely. But if she has got multiple comorbidities on the other end of the spectrum, she might have end-stage chronic illness, she might have moderate to severe cognitive impairment, maybe even in long-term care, long care. That individual, we would re recommend, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, to relax that target to less than 8.5%. Last but not least, 
we should try and simplify the regimen for the per, for this individual so that it makes it easier for her to be uh, adherent to taking her medications. So therefore, if we should consider use of sulfonylureas in our patient's therapeutic regimen, it is essential that we teach them how to avoid having hypoglycemia. We need to recognize certain circumstances and try and teach our patients or educate them to avoid them. Sulfonylureas remain a very variable drug for me to use for patients to try to get them to glycemic target. The key is to select the sulfonylurea appropriately for the patient, to recognize risk factors that increase individuals for higher chance of developing hypoglycemia, educating this, these individuals to try and avoid developing the hypoglycemia, teaching them survival skills to try and minimize themselves getting into those situations where they are at risk. In addition, we should be ready to adjust therapy where appropriate, when individuals are getting older, perhaps losing weight, and in those circumstances, be ready to adjust and reduce dose accordingly. So with these measures, perhaps the patient, not perhaps, in fact, patients will be able to have good control of their glucose and still not have problems of hypoglycemia. Many thanks for listening. We hope you found it useful. Please visit www.ascend-diabetes-obesity.com for more practical advice for caring for people with diabetes.